0: All right. All hail the conquering heroes.
1: Mm-hmm. Sure.
2: Um. Uh, Jv, could you give us a recap from last?
1: All righty. Let's see. When we started, we had just, um, dropped the ceiling on a, uh, black dragon. Um.
3: Full adult black dragon.
1: Yeah. Big, big, scary dragon. And, uh, Azrael saved the day by grabbing the, um, Trigger from the lead engineer, who moments later got his got himself stomped. Uh, so we were um, uh, running back to the city, and the uh, surviving uh, sappers uh, blew the, the the tunnel at each of the junctions as as we passed them, the ones that they had mined. And, um, let's see, avoided one war party that had, uh, draconic beasts of burdens and were hauling carts of, of, uh, siege material, uh, then came across, uh, what appeared to be a, um little military outpost where the, the, uh, Australian army had set up some scouts and, and things. We, uh, uh, had a tricky time with that. They didn't have as many exploding draconians this time, but they did have somebody who cast darkness and, and, uh, made that battle a, a uh, uh, bit of a, a mess. Uh, in the meanwhile, onyx and snow, with uh, Mr. Prince were introduced to, uh, uh, what's the name, Adirnoff. A Adirinoth, uh, yeah, that's right, that's what I said. Um, uh, the, the great worm who is the, uh... Keeper of um, the library. Keeper of the library, master the librarian. librarian. Think of yes, the the great librarian of the Grand Library, uh, which is uh, apparently some kind of uh, uh, repository of all knowledge, especially of peoples and civilizations long gone, to keep them from being forgotten for all time. And uh, let's see. So, uh, Durnov. Uh, asked Onox and Snow to look out for Mister Prince, uh, help him on his uh, mission to uh, to do something. They were looking for the uh, uh, could be a City of Fire, could be City of Druids. Both were mentioned, and. Um, Oh, so I'm sorry. He, what was your question
2: about city of fire, city of druid? Uh,
1: the the there was mention of both a city of fire, and uh, that Mister um, Prince was trying to go to. Oh, yes. Here here was. Uh, uh, Durnoth requests aid in recovering stolen artifacts from the city of fire. Yes. He
3: wants to go to the druid um, city.
1: And and then uh, Mr. Friends mentioned the city of Druids that he wanted to go to on the surface. Yep. So Which the, the... is
3: where we actually, uh, Javid and um, Azrael, picked up all the other, everybody else. That's where we originally all kind of came together.
2: Yeah, you guys have been there before. Uh... I believe it's called Newt Abbey.
3: Yeah, I was just trying to look at the name. Sorry.
1: Newt Abbey. OK. Um, let's see. Well, so then uh, Onyx and Snow were taken to the exit, left the library, and found themselves in the darkness um, where we did finally manage to, uh, uh destroy the, the, uh, uh the military, this, uh, squad at this, uh, little outpost. Um, and, uh, let's see. So a little bit of um, discussion about what they learned, and then we started heading back to the city with the, I think it's three surviving uh, dwarves. Um,
3: it was two. We only had two.
1: Is it only two left? Yeah, it it's only two. two now.
3: Yeah, some of them got inexplicably killed.
1: Well, you know, there's a pretty good explanation for it. they
3: Uh, More like they were kind of, yeah, never mind, sorry. Yeah, anyway. So we went went
1: down from um, uh, six of them to two. um, And then, um, let's see, finally get to what looks like an, an exit out into the uh, uh, a, a cavern that led to the grand uh, cavern inside the mountain that uh, Toravir Deep uh, is in. And, and came up with a plan to have Onox uh, put on a stream of armor that we had collected, some scraps that, that we'd uh, brought along. Azrael and Javid would disguise themselves as draconian soldiers, and um, then the rest would would, uh, go back in the satchel, where fortunately Mr. Prince was um, a uh, willing host, received them in his little um, sitting room. I don't think he offered them any um, martinis, but uh, was otherwise, Congenial. Uh, so we um, scrambled down, came upon the um, the uh, the soldiers who were setting up their siege uh, station, whatever it was, and through Unox uh, being a badass and dropping the name of of the um uh, commander storm uh soul forger uh we managed to get past them without an incident whatsoever crossed the um rubbled plain toward the city uh, and uh greeted the um the guards at the city gate or whatever it was and managed not to get ourselves killed and uh, that's where we stand. Onox uh, is wearing Asturnium armor. We are disguised as uh, uh, soldiers, a scout, and I don't know, Azrael, whatever you were disguised as. Same thing as you, the, yeah. the little draconian things. Little draconian things. And the rest are uh, being entertained in the uh, sitting room.
3: So we got into the Dwarven City, though. Like, we had come up there and uh did we actually
1: get in i know, I know that yeah that we did would, uh...
3: so Azriel had um said the rock and stone like we're in disguise right. in dorvin right. uh, I, I
1: i didn't recall that we got past they opened uh, the we were...
3: doors so I, I took that to mean that we were walking in
2: yeah they, they allowed you in um you guys might want to be in the foundry oh yes i am
3: foundry. am i not showing in foundry
2: no, you are. I see you. I don't see anybody else, though.
4: My computer. So, it's just my phone. I'm, uh, I have a charger on order. It's coming.
3: How did he take your charger, exactly? Did it get accidentally packed? Or did he think it was his? So, they
4: actually made him work all the way the time here. Um. So, he... Yeah. Fucked in Springfield. Anyway, so they uh, he forgot his computer, so he was using mine the whole time, and he thought it was his. By the end of it, so he was packing it, and I was like, "Hey, that's a uh, that's mine, bud."
3: He's like, "Uh uh-uh. uh. like, "Yeah huh," and he unpacked it. <laughs> but he to un- so now my charge He
0: did it out of spite.
3: Yeah, I feel I feel like <laughs> it- that might have been less than an accident. No, it was like midnight, and he was flying out the next
4: day. He just forgot. So, uh, yeah. <sighs>
2: Yelling,
4: but uh, yeah. So the new one is on order, and
3: it should be here next week. Perfect. Did I be looking at a black screen for Foundry? Is it black? It's full black black for me. Yeah.
1: And I got noticed. I do not have any tokens on the screen.
2: Oh goddamn!
3: Do I need to put a token?
2: We need to back out again. No, I need tell that it's supposed to just have unlimited vision
3: Got it. Yeah. That's over deep?
2: Yeah. That's my crappy little map that I made really fast. Well, that it works. All right. So, your party the 3 two draconians and onyx wearing australian armor are very suspiciously allowed within the gates the gates kind of slam shut behind you and a large party of dwarven guards kind of surrounds you their weapons aren't pointed directly at you but they are exceptionally suspicious
3: i'll drop the disguise self as soon as we're safely in the gates
2: all right same (laughs) <laughs> they, they kind of looking at the two of you who have dropped your disguises as enemies of the city. They, a large number of them, are kind of looking very suspiciously at Onyx. Uh,
3: I'll help Onyx take the armor off, right. and I'll, I'll probably say, I'll say to him like, no, "It was just a disguise. That's how he got past. He's with us."
2: The dwarves kind of grumble, and and uh, you you can tell that they're they're starting to ease up. Um, You guys have only been here for maybe a minute or two when a large party of dwarves arrives, all of them in, um, like, the heavy dwarven plate mail, spears and thick metal shields. And at their head is the familiar Earth Genasi, who you have previously met, Lord Richterite. Oh,
1: good, I was going to ask for him.
2: Strides out through the the crowd to the head and is like, uh, Welcome back. I assume your mission has been successful now that you have uh, returned to us uh, very yeah. clever thinking with these disguises
1: and uh, we uh need to report back to you about your um sapper team um, their mission as far as we know it uh was successful um dropped uh, the uh, ceiling on a, a large adult black dragon uh, at one of them and then closed off a couple of other ends. Um, unfortunately, most of the uh, away team uh, perish. We do have a couple of uh, survivors in the bag.
2: Hmm. That is, yeah. I'm sorry, in the
1: bag.
3: It's a portal. there they yeah. they that's how they hid Yeah. they'll, they'll well, come out at some point
1: we'll, we'll we'll probably figure out how to how to, how to get them yeah. back along with the rest of our our team the body and, bag. Uh,
3: we we also have news for you so there's a legion coming here i'm sure you're aware of that but they're definitely coming here uh so about 5000 no few hundred no 5000 yeah that's what my notes say mm-hmm. Yeah, so they've they, they been waiting for, for more to join. They have some fire giants, uh, but about, they're about 5,000. Um, there's a couple of scouting parties up ahead of them, but the bulk of the force is on their way here.
2: Hmm. That is, um... I appreciate your giving us this information. Um, if you would like to follow me, I will lead you back to our uh, lower city headquarters. And he just kind of turns and mm-hmm. uh, gestures for you to follow him. The dwarven soldiers kind of shuffle in behind,
1: and uh, we we follow. Uh, they are they're not uh, flanking us and treating us with. The uh, same suspicion as before, or no, no. Okay.
2: They're uh, uh, they're just letting you guys follow them.
1: Hmm. Uh. Right, so yeah, we we follow them back to the uh, military. Uh, outpost station. They
2: lead you guys up a couple of levels through the tight little dwarven staircases um, through the narrow uh, streets and and stone passageway Uh, before you guys arrive at uh, what appears to be kind of like a large house of sorts, but it's been barricaded in like all the windows are sealed the doors have guards flanking either side and he just kind of Strides right up the front. The dwarves who were following you guys, uh, dis- you know, turn off to the right and kinda of head off towards what you can tell, is sort of a barracks building next door. Uh, Lord Richterite right enters with just his little personal guard following him. Uh, as the three of you stride inside, you can see that it is um, it is a comfortable little dwarven home uh, that. Was probably owned by a rather wealthy citizen, but it it is now kind of dirty and cluttered. Um, There's a whole bunch of soldiers here in armor. You can see they've like taken off breastplates and stuff and and draped them over furniture. Um, They're relaxing, looking at battle plans and uh, logistics information here and there. Uh, As you
5: enter, In f-
2: kind of like the lead of the group is a rather old um, silver haired dwarf um, just wearing like kind of like the plain gambeson of the city guard I don't think you've met him before um, but as he kind of turns to address your group he's got a couple other dwarves sitting around a table um, he just kind of bows, Lord Rickdright turns and um May I introduce you to Elder Brom Silverpride. This is the leader of our military.
1: It is an honor, sir. Um, uh, our, our team is uh, united in, in wishing to offer our services to the city uh, in, in defense of our adopted home.
2: I appreciate that. Uh, my understanding is that you are members of the Fortune Hunters. We've received uh, similar uh, assurances from
1: them. Yes, yes, we're, uh, uh, we're pledged members of, of uh, Fortune Hunters, and and um, uh, we'll take uh, commissions and and. Uh, uh, Projects from them, uh, so if if uh, if there's something that uh, we can go through uh, through them to um, to be of service, then that certainly makes sense. Uh, otherwise, uh, we ha- have uh, various uh, skills and abilities that that we can offer as. Um, uh offer up in in terms of of uh assisting in the defense of the city um i myself am a a former member of of the marquisian uh militia and uh have some skills in uh, in that line
2: i appreciate that that is uh, an interesting piece of information that you have there i
3: have never met
1: someone Go ahead.
3: As Onyx speaks Giant too, so that's very very helpful.
1: Right. Yes, that was that was how we were able to uh, get past the last of the, um, uh, the enemy through his uh, commanding um, appearance, and and uh, was he was able to get past them without. Uh, they're uh, uh, stopping us or or, uh, uh, detaining us in any way. Interesting.
2: Well, I would be curious if he could translate some of these documents and he kind of pulls out some stuff that they've um, got in a satchel uh, and they pull Onyx aside and uh, scurry him into a side
1: room. We should try to get the uh, the rest of our party out um, and uh, bring them back. I don't know what they are up to on the other side, and but uh, we likely are able to uh, uh, to do more, and we may need. Uh, uh, rest it, it's been a, a uh, perilous journey back to the city uh, for all of us um, my spell resources are, are quite spent I'm, I'm sure the same is true of, of uh, the rest of the party and, and which reminds me uh, I wanted to ask if if uh, your uh, Intel, division could use uh, some assistance in uh, scrying on the enemy. Uh, I have some modest skills in that regard and, and, um, with, uh, some assistance, uh, could, uh, uh scry on, on, uh, one of their leaders, a, uh, notorious Leonin who goes by the name of, uh, Commander Arya Soulforger. Forger.
2: I would uh, greatly appreciate that. Um, Anytime you can help us out with uh, scrying on them, we would much, much appreciate.
1: Uh, But uh, first, let's get our uh, comrades back in uh, onto this plane. Um, Unless they're having a a good time partying and whatnot over there and uh, they don't want to come back um Asriel, you've got the uh the satchel
3: yes, uh, she's been holding it pretty much kind of the entire time in case they happen to jump out
1: so I'm, I'm going to hook my head in and and see if uh if I can communicate with with uh the others on the side I think this is the first time I have uh stuck my head in, so I don't don't know what to expect.
2: Um, Looking inside, you would see a a cozy um, circular room. On one side is a a large, ornate door. On the other, is just an open archway uh, behind which you can see stacks of books. Around the room, on the walls, is a large set of bookcases, underneath which is these, like, comfortable... Um, Ottomans. Uh, in the room, you would probably be able to see uh, the other members of your party. They presumably have been given food and drink and are relaxing, pleasantly waiting for your arrival.
4: So do we just see a head
6: here?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Just a head pops up. I mean, technically, it's like through a doorway, right? No, the doorway is the exit, but the entrance is just kind of in the air. Oh, that's right.
4: We're all sitting on edge in here thinking we're all going to die, and you just pop in like that? Come on, man.
0: Onyx and I are just over in the corner, and one of the alcoves is drinking wine.
2: Uh, Onyx has departed from your party. I think the only other person in there are with oh, you. Oh yeah, no, Dimitar- sorry. Yeah.
3: Also the two soldiers. Her. The Dorvin soldiers. They are not are they? there. Oh, there. that's right. You guys threw them in the friggin' desert. Does someone want to go get them? Because they need to be alive?
0: They're alive, just thirsty.
2: Uh... I'll say about this point, uh, Mr. Prince arrives with in t- uh, three individuals in tow. It is the two dwarves and a fire genasi named Bonfire that everyone forgot about.
3: No, I actually did remember him. Um, however, I assumed he died in one of the many, like, things that killed the dwarves. because now, last uh, I remember, Briar
2: specifically grabbed him and flew out of yeah, the... Yeah, from
3: the dragon. Yes. I did remember. I just assumed you killed him.
2: No, no, he's still around. I just forgot about it. Okay. <laughs> That's why you didn't kill him. He... Yeah, <laughs> he didn't die because I forgot about him. So lucky him, he gets to survive.
3: Yeah, Bri- Briar protected him the whole time. One more no
2: session
1: uh,
3: Yeah, Briar would totally protect the uh, prisoner of war, right?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. She's. 100. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: so used to talking for
1: you. Who's on? As
2: you guys see them kind of bring the three of them out, um, the two dwarves and the fire genocity, they're all blindfolded, um, similar to how you guys had um, traversed the uh, library. The two dwarves are heavily sunburned. You can see their faces, like, above their beards are pink and, and burned. Mr. Prince, uh, upon seeing Javid's head poke out of the the bag, says, Ah, I suppose it is time for everyone to depart from the library.
1: Right, yes, we're we're in a safe place and uh, we can uh, have you come out.
2: I will stay in here. Uh, Best to... Keep a low profile, so good luck to all of you out there.
3: If you see Mr. Prince, tell him he should help the dwarves so that way he doesn't get captured.
1: My head's on the other side, I can't hear you. All you can see is my butt.
3: Can I poke my head in? (laughs) It's like next to me.
1: Sure. It's kind of a large bag.
2: It's big enough Uh for two heads.
3: If anybody wants to help the dwarves, aka Mr. Prince, hi, I see you, help the dwarves because they're going to stop the people who were after you. And then I I take my head back out.
1: I assume this uh, portal is floating the air somewhere. Uh, I can reach through and... and, uh give a hand up to
0: uh, we just have to walk through the door yeah oh
1: okay.
0: we can't go out that way you've already tried yeah it doesn't let you out that
6: uh,
5: <laughs> Mr. Prince just kind of uh, my,
1: uh, my, my uh, network connection dropped there for a second uh, you were saying that uh, I stick my head in. I see a room.
2: Yep. And your party is yep. lounging on chairs in the room.
1: Okay.
4: I'm just going to quickly finish my drink and then head on up.
2: All right. Briar, like, <laughs> flies out of the bag right next to Javid, and um, you find yourself in a, in a kind of uh, cozy little uh, dwarven uh townhouse, essentially. It's a, it's an upscale home that has been repurposed for the military. A couple of the dwarves around you are like looking at you, like, quizzically.
1: Alright, so I will um, update uh, Snow, Briar, Demetari um about what, um, uh, what our situation is, where we are. And since they went in we were in the, still in the caves and they can pop out and we're in this cozy town home. And yeah, get them up to date with our, um, situation. And, um, you said, uh, Lord Richterite had, uh, left the room, and, and we're with... uh
2: No, he's still standing there. Oh, he's still there. And so is... Uh, Elder uh brahm uh, Silver Pride. So, uh,
1: um... Yeah, go ahead.
0: I'm as I'm leaving, I'm gonna tell Mr. Prince to stay in the bag for now and that he's going to need to relocate the portal again to a legitimate holding cell. Unless he can verify it's us.
2: I'm sorry, what what do you mean? Uh
0: having the exits for the portal, go into a contained room
2: that is secured. Oh, well, anyone who goes into the portal that isn't you guys will just go into the desert and uh, we'll collect them afterwards. Oh, okay. Because I don't think that they
0: went into this portal in a very secure environment, so who knows what ramifications that's going to have. But we will see you in a bit. All right. Good luck out there. I'm going to nod and walk out through the door.
2: All right, you find your... S- within the... dwarven house. Uh, I would... Dimitri would probably follow suit just right after that along with the two dwarves and the um, manacled Fire Genasi soldier.
3: Although I do want to note Demetari would have had a very long conversation about why she should be able to read the books.
2: Mr. (laughs) Prince would have... uh, He would have let her have some of the books, but nothing from the uh, higher security portion of the library. The lower security stuff is like you know, like random memoirs from people, like bardic songs, that kind of thing.
3: And she also would have had an interrogation of Mr. or er, Mr. Not Mr. Prince, but the boss about, um, you know, whether or not they tried to brainwash. Well, maybe they probably weren't as, she probably wasn't as, um, confrontational, but you would want to know more details about the deal that was made, what exactly we're getting out of it, that kind of stuff.
2: Um, you guys would not have been able to speak to Adirnoth, um, but Mr. Prince could have elaborated on it. Okay. Uh, they are essentially more than uh, more than welcome to work for Mr. Prince and Adirnoth for as long as they wish. Uh, and that in exchange for completing tasks for Adirnoth and Mr. Prince, they get access to magic items and um, other books and and
3: whatnot. Mr. Prince still refuses to fight for the dwarves.
2: Uh, in a direct fashion, he would probably not, but he might be able to help by giving you guys something that could assist the battle.
3: Oh, that sounds good. What's he have?
2: I don't know. He's going to look around in his stuff. (laughs) You got to check back with him later.
3: Okay, so we need to come back and get magic items?
2: Uh, you should, Yeah, you'll probably have to
3: ask. Okay, should, I, should I make a list and then give it to him?
2: Sure, you can ask for stuff. If he has it, he'll give it to you.
3: Let, let me check my list. I'll be back to you in a minute.
2: Uh-huh. Um, the uh, manacled...
3: Uh, Amazon <laughs> of magical items.
2: Yeah, basically. I,
3: I actually do have a wish list of magic items that I want for Asriel, um, but there's also one for, like, other people, I think, too, that Lindell made a long time ago.
2: The, uh, like, kind of, like, standing up from the floor, uh, the fire genasi, like, pulls his uh, blindfold off, and is like, uh-oh. And you see one of the drawers like, grabs him by the shoulder and is like, oh, you're coming with us. And they just start, like, dragging him off into the corner.
3: Don't kill him. We promised him that he would stay alive. He's very informative. Ask whatever you want.
2: Lord Richterite kind of echoes you. Don't kill him. And the two dwarves grumble and drag him out of the room.
0: I want to say, we promised we wouldn't kill I
3: believe really the promise was that he would end up in a dwarven prison.
0: We never said he wouldn't die there.
2: Elder Silver Pride just kind of, uh, if that is all, then you are more than welcome to go uh, take a rest. And for the time being, I think the city is out of immediate danger. They will want to get set up, and it might take them a while. They have begun to fill up some of the surrounding tunnels. There is only limited directions for us to evacuate some of our citizens which we have been able to do. We have sent um, some small small groups of our most delicate citizens and some who are uh, least likely to get in the way or I should say most likely to get in the way of the battle that have been allowed out of the city. The um, delvers have sent a few parties out away from where we believe the enemy is. So now there's even more
4: refugees outside? Say again. So now
2: there's even more refugees outside? Well, yes. We've taken some measures to send them out of the city and clear of the direct uh fight. We had assumed when we took them in that the city would at least be um, safe behind our mountain and our gates. This is uh, not the case. It is an unfortunate uh, turn of events that we did not foresee.
1: Is, is it known how they were able to infiltrate uh, the mountain in, in such large numbers
2: it is um, not we have yet to discover exactly how they got into the tunnel surrounding the city
1: i think um everyone was assuming that they would try to come into the top gate uh this to this uh i'm sure i'm, I'm sure i don't have to tell you it an un, unexpected uh that um uh, They'd come in from uh, below in the mountains and indeed. Speaking of uh, gathering intelligence um, I mentioned that I'm uh, able to attempt to scry. It's, it's not a, a exact science, but uh, uh, I may, may be able to, uh, if, uh, if fortune favors me. Uh, it would be helpful if, if uh, in my attempt, I have with me someone who is able to uh, remove conditions, uh, as it's possible that I, I can wind up poisoned from, uh, from the attempt.
2: We may be able to preside, provide such a service. Um, you should note that being poisoned, it doesn't last very long. You know, you're, you know, wouldn't.
1: I think it was an hour. Yeah, I forgot yeah. to bring up the uh, document. Need to do that.
2: Uh, Lord Richter, I can, is there anything else that we can do for you? Uh, any other information you can provide for us?
6: I'm
1: not aware. Um, have we...
3: We told them um, all the info we had on. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, we would have told them the positions that we saw, all the soldiers, where they're coming from, the makeups that we saw, everything that Bonfire told us.
2: Okay, um, can I get a? Uh, I guess just an intelligence check from this, or an, actually. Yeah, intelligence or survival, whichever one you guys want to do for relaying that information.
1: You said intelligence or what?
5: Survival.
3: Survival. Ezreal is not the best at, like, recalling and describing information, apparently.
1: I don't know why D&D Beyond is not taking my rolls.
0: Your widget on?
1: uh widget is on but it's not even showing up in dnd beyond in the game log
2: i mean you're not on DD beyond according to my thing or not D&D Beyond. you're not even you're not in uh the boundary according to my thing
1: e- oh okay let me refresh i probably probably lost comms in it was just showing me a static screen.
4: Hey, can somebody roll for me? I don't uh, think that I can.
3: There you go. Oh. You rolled All a 22. All of things
1: have happened.
3: Or you had a 22 survival, so you apparently are quite well at... Describing what you you heard.
4: Yeah, just like oh, and then this, and oh my God, did you did you know this? And, whoa, man, that's was crazy. Wasn't I crazy? You're over there just like oh yeah, that. Uh,
3: <laughs> I guess I should tell him about that. That kind of sounds important. Yeah, you're right. But anyway, Liam, I've been putting magic items in there. Just I don't know, pick some magic items.
6: Uh huh.
0: is going to pull out her list, and I'll be like, alright, I'll go shopping. <laughs> I'm going to go jump in the bag. Well, yeah. i think
3: this is Demitari, because Demitari's actually smart. So, we're, we're you know.
6: This you is Crystal giving
3: the, the list. Well, I mean, I'm mean, i just saying, Demitari was the one that was having the conversation. And you didn't have that conversation with him back when you originally negotiated the deal. Okay. So, I imagine this is I'm also- back when... Demetari was having that conversation. Oh, you didn't have the list yet?
0: Is this Demetari's list?
3: Well, so it's for us in general. I've just been picking up stuff that I'm like, hey, this would be good for the party. But I assume it was Demetari who was the one who was actually having this negotiation. Be smart enough to know what's good for the party.
2: Well, regardless, I'm going back to bed. Okay. Uh, you yeah. attempt to open the bag and it appears to just be a bag when you pull it open.
3: I believe our deal was part of uh was access to the library.
2: Not the whole library.
3: They closed the portal. That—that's problem.
2: They did. They did close the portal.
3: The—the the magic item that would have happened—that—that that whole this is what I want—that would have happened before she left,
2: probably. Yeah, they're. You—you you would have told Mr. Prince all of the magic items that that Dimitari requests, and Mr. Prince would have said he, get right on, and then shuffled you guys out of the. Out of the bag.
3: Yeah, see, this is not, this is not how, like, negotiations and friendships work. Like, I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, Mr. Prince is trying to get one over on us.
0: So now just gonna get super aggravated. See, this is why you don't fuck with business transactions that are in progress.
3: Oh, I, I don't know. It couldn't <laughs> be that he's now, know he's safe and decided that he no longer wants to negotiate with us.
2: Um, as you guys are are kind of realizing that you can no longer get back into the bag you note that the two dwarves um, are like getting kind of like carried out of the um, building they've got like medics attending to them essentially one of the dwarves in Dwarvish he's like I'm telling you there's a big ass library in there I am not crazy and the other one's like okay grandpa let's get you to bed
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Can I hear what's that being said right now?
0: Oh yeah, he's shouting it on his way so out. We, a, we all hear like, this. I'm just gonna like.
3: Do you glare. speak Dorvin? Yeah. I, I'm gonna say no. There really is a library.
0: I'm just gonna glare at her.
1: And you're saying this in Dwarven?
3: Yeah, this is in Dorvin.
1: Dwarvish. I'm trying to think,
3: who actually speaks Dwarven? I do, Snow does, does anyone else?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: Dwarvish is only Azreal and Snow. Okay. Um, as you shout that there is a library, Lord Richterite gives you a very funny
0: look. I'm gonna say, what the hell are you talking about? I'm gonna say, this is, this is just a bag. The spell was only temporary.
3: It was a portal to a library. Now, the portal is closed, but the library exists.
2: If there's uh, nothing else, then you are free to go. Uh, But we may require your assistances as we get closer to whatever occurs.
0: Then she would have had to take the bag off for us to get in and out. I'm going to shoulder the bag.
3: I've been, I've been holding it open. So it's, it's kind of like in my hands, open. A so. Strength contest. Oh, yeah, sure. You can try to take it from me if you want. Yeah. Oh,
0: hold on a second. Sorry. Fuck, I don't want to deal with in laws.
2: <laughs> Oof. Just barely able to wrestle the bag oh, oh, oh. free of her grasp. I said making decisions
0: for the good of the party, huh? <laughs> As I shoulder the bag and walk away.
3: she always does everything good for the party. She's probably the least, like, selfish person out of this entire party. She'll curse at you and Dorvin. Only you understand that she called you some very mean things.
2: The
1: dwarves definitely understand.
3: understand. Yeah, they, they do. The rest of the party has no idea. <laughs>
1: yeah, they're, they're probably in, dwar- in
0: In Dwarvish, too, I'm going to respond with you know, resulting to that just further proves my point, and I walk out. <laughs> Gotta love that negative charisma.
2: <laughs> All right. So, um, presuming each of you depart from the um, battle headquarters, where are you guys going? What are you guys doing? Um, you have, I, I would say, you guys have a fair bit of downtime before anything important occurs so what do you guys want to do for about seven days and we got a week
3: oh, wow okay um well i know onyx wanted to do some health potions and Azriel could help him with that okay so that way we can have mm-hmm. some more
2: so crafting he's he would be crafting real potions of health yeah um hold on i lost my down. He doesn't need to make a roll, it's literally just um, Anox spends his week making potions. Um, so he can choose, he can either make one greater healing potion, or seven potions of healing.
3: Probably seven potions of healing, right, because that way we can use them as get people up off the ground.
2: Uh, that would cost him 175 gold pieces, so...
3: we the party fund. We can take that out of the party fund.
2: Sure. Mark it down.
3: So how much was that? 175, you said?
2: 175, yep. All
3: right, I'll take it out, because it's basically for the good of the party.
2: You would note if you... Um, you guys would be charged... Uh, crafting costs that are... Uh, at cost, you know. It, it appears the alchemists of the city are not upcharging anyone right now to make potions.
3: And then I think Demetari said she wanted the necklace.
2: Sure. Um, so you guys, she paid for the necklaces to be constructed she did not pay for them to be enchanted which is a point of order uh, it would be fairly expensive to get them enchanted um who is going to visit the procurer's order well,
3: how much would it cost to get them enchanted
2: they never gave you a price but um probably a lot because we
3: only have 250 now and the party fence, that's probably not enough to cover Enchanting.
0: I'd go with her. What are they gonna quote us?
2: <laughs> uh, let me make sure that my initial assessment is correct. Ah, reneging on the deal. Got it. Negotiations again. <laughs> Uh, they're going to quote you about 300 gold per necklace. Go. Yeah. All right. So, 1,800 gold for all
5: six.
3: I mean, it re- depends. So, the enchanting, what would the enchantment do exactly? I don't remember.
1: Nothing you were told.
2: She never told you.
3: Like, we could each probably uh, pay for our own enchantment, but I'd want to know what it did before I forked out the money for it.
0: It's actually a mind control thing. As soon as we put them
2: on, we're her slaves. Uh, the amulets, you can use them as a bonus action to heal forty-four plus 6, and after you use this way, you cannot use it until you complete a long run. Oh, hell yeah.
3: I would yeah. pay for that. Yeah, I'll fork out the, the 300 gold from mine. My-
0: what what was that again? One d4 health. What That's you super
3: dope. What a gift. What magic item is that called?
2: Uh, it's just something I made up. It's based on the drunk. The and-
3: drunkard thing, yeah. It was, like I sounded familiar. I just want to be able to add it to my character sheet, just so I know I have it.
2: What are the roll stats? It heals four d4 plus six as a bonus action. After you use it, you cannot use it until you complete a long rest.
3: That's 300 gold for each person to have their necklace that way. Yep. All right. That, I will. F- oh, go ahead. Target.
0: Sorry, sorry is that uh, targeting self or targeting anybody? And what's the That's range? only yourself. Okay, got it.
3: So I'm gonna I'm gonna fork out the 300. I'll take. Hell it Hell yeah. Add All right. It. Well,
2: I will say, who is going to the procurer's order to collect them?
3: So it'd be Demitari for sure. Um, and I, I go with it, her. Okay. No. All
2: right. So, because I wrote something for this. Um, As you approach the procurer's order, on the outside of the door is a note um, hastily scratched into it that says, for any future business inquiries, please contact us at our offices in Thalesa. As you enter through the door, you find the place is completely empty. There are no shelves, no desks, nothing. It has just this, like, you know, 20-foot-high, 30-foot-long room that's just wooden floors and a ceiling. Uh, In the center of the room, you see Inter placing the last couple of things into his bag. He kind of turns towards you. Uh, sorry, we are closed.
0: Oh, we have an open purchase with
2: you guys. Ah, uh, give me a moment. Uh, what was your purchase? One, two, three, four, five, six necklaces. Uh, ah, yes, I remember you. Give me a second. And he kind of rummages into the bag and uh, pulls out a little metal, or sorry, wooden box. Uh, that will be 1800 gold. We know about this cost up
0: front. Are we saying that everyone chipped in?
3: Yeah, I, I, I feel like she would have known about the cost and said, Because I can't remember. Did she say it was a secret? Or did she say she told Onyx, who then probably promptly told everybody else?
2: She kept it a secret. Um, but she probably would have been able to tell you guys that she was enchanting them, and it would have cost this much.
3: Yeah, OK. Sure, we could, we could have all have chipped in.
2: He hands over the wooden box. Um, if that will be all, then um, farewell, best of luck staying in this city. And he turns and kind of uh, mutters a word, twists his wrist, and then this portal flares into view in front of him. And he lifts up the bag and strides through it, and then closes behind
0: Sweet, now we got necklaces. All six on, be invincible.
2: (laughs) I don't think you could do that, but I don't know if there's anything in the rules that says specifically why.
3: Jara says things don't stack. Put them all on, look like play before. Oh, yeah,
0: no, it doesn't stack, but you know, every bonus action, you have six bonus actions of healing before you need to recharge them all.
2: I don't think it would work like that why not 4d4 every bonus action do you want me to say they require attunement (laughs) because i'll do it
3: please don't (laughs) i i i only have two attunement slots right now
2: i already have one all right um as you guys are traveling through the city it is, uh, it, it has a very distinct kind of dour mood. People aren't as, the, the streets are a little bit quiet. Things are a lot more, um, uh, I don't know, almost like cramped is what it feels like. The city's kind of like compressed in on itself. Um, Can I get a perception check from one of you guys? Anyone, uh, just whoever's, you know, walking through the city looking at stuff. Now, you you note specifically that the the dwarven soldiers that you've seen a lot more of now kind of moving through the city, they are beginning to move items um, from the upper city to the lower city. One thing you would note kind of as you're skirting the edge of the city around kind of those uh, edge walls that you can approach, you would have seen the dwarves assembling a strange contraption that kind of looks like a chute that goes over the side, but you're not really sure what it is. Got it.
3: Like a catapult?
2: No, it's like a it's like a slide, but a, it, you know, goes whole, over the side. A
1: chute where you could dump something down and kind of like that.
3: Yeah. Oh, uh, okay.
0: Stacking bodies at the bottom of the ravine. <laughs> what
2: are the rest of you guys doing?
3: So I had um, tried to get a journal uh, translated from Infernal, and last time I checked, they were still translating it. Can I go check on that and see if they finished?
0: Well, that was Entropy, wasn't it? It was Entropy. He's gone.
3: Oh, that's right, because you were at the procurement.
0: Well, we would have known that because I was there when she yeah, started having the journal translated. He was there
3: when I tried to get the journal translated, so he might, can Snow might have asked, like, "Hey, by the way, did you finish?" Because I already paid for the translation, right? I did. I totally paid for the transition trans- no. translation.
0: <laughs> I'm just laughing, just like you know, Snow's just not happy with Azriel right now. He just doesn't say anything.
3: <laughs> well, Demetari was nah, also that, there. Yeah, that would so. be mean. Dematari might have mentioned it.
0: I think between the two of us, we definitely would have remembered.
3: Yeah, it's like, and I might have asked, like, hey, if you're going to the procurement, pick up my journal, please. Probably asked at Dematari, but.
2: Hold on, I gotta find my notes.
6: all right
0: i'll be back in just a second
2: So, the translation that you would have um, it mostly details um, locations and people that Archibos had captured, like, numbers. Um, it, it is essentially just a long-form like logistics tracker, in terms of the number of people. Um, however, it does include... Um, two names are mentioned in the journal. Um, one of them is Glazia. And the other one is Arvina. Um, Arvina is mentioned in the context of the last...
3: Do either of those trigger anything for me? As in, like, knowledge?
2: Uh, go ahead and give... A I don't know, history check. All right. Well, you would know uh, that Glazia is one of the arch fiends. She is the daughter of Asmodeus and the princess of the Nine Hells, lord of uh, Malbol. The sixth layer of the Nine Hells. It is the prison of the Nine Hells. Um, Arvina of Thalassa you would recognize as um, probably kind of just like randomly off the top of your head, you recognize it as the name of one of the uh, uh, royal families from Thalassa uh, But it, it is not the Exact line of the current Empress and her family. It is one of the like um, I don't know D- Ducal call line
3: like second cousin third removed kind of way off over here.
2: Yeah, something like that
3: Right, that's useful. I'll put that in my bag when Dematar gave it to me at some point, I'm sure. Um, Azrael would like to go hunting at some point. You know, her normal usual nighttime activities. Well, maybe daytime too. Uh, of, you know, looking for Wicked in the city and uh, eating them.
2: I'm going to count that as crime.
3: This is, I, I consider it vigilante. It's not quite crime. It's, it's more like... They're
0: cr- criminals.
3: I, I don't know about that. It, morally, it's not crime. It's more of like... Mm
1: kind of is. You're not giving them a trial? I mean, they're wicked. Just because Commissioner Gordon
2: didn't track down Batman to arrest him didn't mean that they weren't looking for him. <laughs> um, and so, I will say that I, I mean, I'm just going to have you use the the crime yeah. downtime <laughs> things because it kind of fits the mold for this. Um. You spend a week you uh, look for potential targets, and then uh, make a series of checks. Uh, what kind of criminals are you looking for? Are you just like pickpockets, cut purses? Murderers. Murderers. Uh,
3: um, yeah, like the bad of the bad. People who commit, like, violent crime. Like, okay. murder, rapist, you know, treason, you know, capital crimes.
0: Okay. The ones who are using this uh, situation to murder, pillage.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like, small pickpockets, eh you know Check those carters. who actually yeah yeah we're we're talking murderers here that that's more what she's after
6: all right Um...
2: Uh... Can I get from you, as you're kind of searching the city, um, can I get a, a stealth check? A, I'll say a an investigation check, and then an um, insight check. Okay. Well, the DC was 20, so, you got it. Alright, you kind of just, like, disappear into the shadows almost and begin, like, um, roaming the city. Um, Additionally, I will say, just... Before I forget to tell you guys this, you guys do need to take a long rest just so you can reset all of your things before you get where we're going. Um, But over the course of the week, um, every evening, and and, uh, you can pick your way around the city looking for people who are um, up to no good, kind of reading the crowd and and identifying targets. You do hear in the back of your head as you travel the city's streets this, like grating, gravelly voice that whispers goading you on its Hunt. Feed. Uh, You eventually spot someone. It is a human dressed in a very simple garb of um, of resembling some of the um, city's uh, numerous refugees. However, you note him um, kind of watching and sketching the dwarven soldiers that are um, setting up the city's defenses. Then you track him as he heads up to a higher level and kind of approaches a stashed satchel. Inside of it is a bow and arrow, and you watch as he affixes his sketchbook around the haft of the arrow draws it back, ready to shoot it into the darkness uh, beyond the city's edge, and you leap out on him saying, "I am vengeance," and you just like tackle him to the ground and just you know the guy lets out a shriek and you drain the life force right out of them.
3: The wicked must perish. That's actually what she says. Yeah, uh, sure It's in my character sheet.
5: Okay.: That's a good, that's a good one too.
3: Probably both, actually. I am Vengeance, the, the, the Wicked Mush Parish.
5: Um,
2: on his purse, you would be able to find uh, 22 gold pieces, uh, some charcoal, food, and a few other things, as well as um, one gold piece that you note is of uh, minted in Austrinium.
5: Awesome.
2: Uh. What are um Snow, what are you doing during your down?
0: So I'm going to be kind of staying close somewhat to the wherever we're staying, honing my weapons, getting it ready, checking the bag periodically to see
2: if the portal was reopened. All right. Um, Probably the next morning, open and find that the portal has reopened, allowing you inside. All right. I'm
0: going to tell Onyx to basically stand guard and keep the bag safe and
2: in his possession, and then I'm going to go in All and right. find
0: Mr. Prince.
2: Um, as you kind of open it, you feel yourself passing through the doorway into Mr. Prince's lounging area. He is sitting there, reading a book, sipping some wine. Ah, um, uh, Welcome back. Uh, I apologize for having to close out the library yesterday, however, I was a bit busy with some other things. Um, I have... Uh, I have two things available for you, um, as are requested. Um, These are loans, so I will require them to be returned uh, upon uh, completion of whatever it is you're using them for. Uh, But I have a Wand of Magic Missiles available for you. uh, An Arcane Grimoire. This is rather uncommon, so try not to let any damage befall it.
0: Of course. And sorry for the intrusion, I didn't mean just to drop in on you.
2: That's all right. Uh, You and your friends are more than welcome to, uh, as long as, you know, other events aren't precluding it, to come and go as you please from the uh, lower levels of the library. Wonderful. I actually have
0: a request myself. I would like to see any books that you have on astrinium battle strategies and siege strategies.
2: If this is something that's available. Um, I could allow you to search the library if you would like. If that's agreeable. Uh, very well, you may search it. It would probably be in uh, one of the lower sections, so you're free to do with it as you wish. Um, can I get an investigation check from you? This would be at... Uh, just be a straight roll.
0: I would ask any of the librarians that I find. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm going to take a
2: 20. Like, if we got a week, <laughs> I'm going to take my time. Um, Sure, if you're spending the whole week looking for it, absolutely. I would say you could um, roll with advantage, so go ahead and roll again. Okay.
0: Ah, I had good rolls earlier. Seems to have worn out.
1: we out the dice.
0: Uh, apparently.
3: Yeah, you saw your, your good rolls earlier.
2: Um, unfortunately, what you would discover in the library is that, at the very least, the any books that are relevant to austronium are uh, not relevant to this sort of thing, and certainly very out of date. You know, centuries and centuries ago, um, uh, you're not able to find anything specific about their actual battle tech. Uh, Only that for one author who was written about a couple hundred years ago, it was just a small, unassuming um, city of uh, miners and craftsmen that uh, kept it themselves, essentially. Um, They were ruled by fire giants and they. You know, didn't, didn't have any overly negative relationships with any of the other cities around them. I'd like to also
0: amend what I'm looking for um, because it was this small, unassuming country and now it's this powerhouse that's seeking, like, global expansion as to the period of which that kind of occurred.
2: Um, well, I mean, you would know outside of the library that that occurred really recently. Like, I think it was within the last 20 years that that change occurred very distinctly. So they don't really collect current information? Um, At least regarding this city, this library is not up to date. Got it. As far as you can tell. Well, upon not being
0: able to find that stuff, I'm going to convince Onyx to go with me and start looking for other sources of information. Not that I expect to find too many here. Onyx
2: is pretty busy uh, crafting potions. Oh, he's making his potions. Never mind. So, yeah. Uh, Is there anything else you wanted to look for in the library? Mm. I would say you probably gave up pretty quickly, you know, within a day or two of, of searching. So you've got a few more days to search.
0: I think I'd start looking for like calamity stuff, stone cities. Okay. Go ahead and give me an investigation. Just seeing what kind of information is available. Oh, that I do okay on.
3: You know, hey, that the library just doesn't have up-to-date information.
6: Yeah.
2: You find a book, you're not sure how old it is, as it uses a dating structure that is pre calamity uh, and is therefore of an unknown age. Uh, But it is Aranith's studies on magical levitation. The book appears to detail uh, his work specifically with um, what you're pretty sure he's referring to is broomstone, um, how it can be activated uh, remotely. It can, um, you know, lift great quantities of of weight. It can be controlled rather precisely, allowing for um, it to be affixed to essentially vessels and and navigating them with a great degree of precision through the air. Um, it It is a rather interesting book on the novel uses of Broomstone.
0: All right. Let me know in that app. Yeah. Just gonna hone weapons and take a bath. Nice.
2: Briar, what are you doing?
4: I'm gonna look for a trainer for my dog.
6: Alright.
2: Sure, go ahead and give me uh, an investigation.
4: Did I lose an internet connection?
3: I can roll, I can roll for you, Emily. Thank you. Not well, apparently. Um,
2: (laughs) What you are able to find is... You you do.
6: Um,
2: you do hear mention um, there is there is an individual who does train animals. However, in kind of like this um, strange, uh, that the city kind of is preparing to be besieged. Um, a lot of people aren't willing to perform, you know, things outside of that was is absolutely necessary to get rid of it. A lot of people seem to be, like, boarding up their houses and locking their doors and, and definitely turning away strangers. Um, but the name that you do hear, uh, with reference to training animals, is uh, Lacey's Doghouse. Okay. I'm
4: gonna go try to find it. I
2: don't know. What level is it on? Uh... When you arrive, it is unfortunately closed and boarded up. Uh, It is on the fourth level.
4: That's fine. So then I will try to work with my dog with myself, I guess. But I don't. Do I have animal handling? Uh.
3: (laughs) You do, actually. You have plus four to it.
4: Hey! Alright. Cool. So. I'll just uh, attempt to work with my dog myself. I want to teach him basic things like, you know, don't run away from me and hide in case of emergency and things like that.
2: (laughs) Alright. Sure, go ahead and give me an animal handling check and I'll say you can do it with advantage to to spend the week training puppy. Okay. Alright. So you got a 15. You are able to spend a few days, you know, very basic tricks, you know, sit down, lay, uh, roll over, shake, speak, um, all the basic stuff, stay, come, all the good commands that matter with a very young dog. Uh, drop it. Drop it. Yeah, that's a very important one that puppy <laughs> is taught very quickly. <laughs> uh, but you can you can tell after the end of of, you know, your few days of um, training your dog that Puppy seems to get the, the commands, you know. He's definitely an intelligent animal and um, worthy of your, your time and effort well spent.
4: But all of the commands I've taught are, are in um, Sylvan.
2: Yes, yeah, absolutely. That makes sense.
4: Yeah. So, like, try to teach the the
1: party, the relevant ones. Yeah. Okay.
2: Briar's taught you guys a few uh, language words in Sylvan, like sit and come, those kinds of things.
3: What about attack? Did you teach him how to attack? Oh, 100%. Um,
2: puppy knows how to play with someone upon the instruction of attack. And that one, it definitely appears to be <laughs> a little bit more difficult and would require a great deal more uh Advanced training.
3: Is attack but, more like uh, she, or he runs up and like licks your face?
2: Yeah, he like yeah. play <laughs> rustles with you, you know? It's not like vicious biting. Mouths rather than bites. It's puppy, she's, she's still a, uh, you know, very young dog.
3: So, Is it of a she attack, or he? I don't remember what, what we... uh said. boy. It's a boy, True. okay.
2: Yeah, so instead of attack, it's get him. In Sylvan, get him. Yep. Alright, Javid, what are you
1: doing? Uh, one thing I'm gonna do is, um, find a, um, jeweler who can, uh, trade uh, one of my thousand GP jewels for three diamonds. I'm thinking that uh, we, we may want to have a revivify in case somebody gets blasted so hard that a uh, healing doesn't work.
2: Can anyone in your party cast revivify?
1: Uh... No.
0: Negative Ghost Rider.
1: From my end, anyway. It's probably not all that useful then, is it? Um. Uh, I don't think we've got anybody.
2: Part of the reason why you guys have to place great focus on magical items and potions of healing, because... Mm. It is, your party's healing utility is very low.
3: I have like two spell slots, you have two and that that's about it, I think. Oh, and Demetari has her Wither and Bloom. that That's all I think our healing consists of.
1: Well, you I do mean? either a first or second level Cure Wounds.
3: I only have first level, that's all I got. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, only healing word.
1: Yeah, um... Yeah, I I, uh, I didn't um, think about this very thoroughly, and so uh, I need to uh, see what uh, what the options are.
3: you need the link to the thing, but it's more just like, what would you do? Because you talked about scrying.
2: Yes, Javid, um, would you like to attempt to scry? I, Consume some Allure root?
1: I do. I do want to do that. Um,
2: you know, you have so much Allure root, you could scry like seven times. And it doesn't all have to be on uh, good old Commander or Soul Forger.
1: Right. That, that is the, the pressing one, though. But uh, yes, need, I do definitely need to uh, <clears throat> try scrying, and I probably have an idea of uh, what the dwarves think about alore root.
2: It is illegal here.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I probably won't mention what I'm doing, how I'm doing it. And yeah, I probably don't do that. Careful. Uh, hey guys, light. I'm going to consume an illegal drug. Never mind me as I sit here and hallucinate for a while.
4: Because I was there, you're going to spend the whole last week, like, whacked out of your
6: mind.
2: <laughs> Every time you guys, like, okay. stop back in at the uh, the house, it's just a uh, baked out of his mind, Javid, just, like, <laughs> chilling on the couch, eating potato chips.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Eating, uh,
2: um, also, I definitely will say potato out. chips. Potato chips are one of the dwarven delicacies, delicacies down here because they grow a lot of potatoes.
3: And poisonous mushrooms, right?
2: Uh, yes, yep, mushrooms and potato chips.
3: Scrubble
1: so I could probably a- probably find some uh, psilocybin mushrooms too. That might even help.
0: With the potato chips, psychedelic potato chips. Ah, that'd be the light.
1: ooh. <laughs> that's right. Sprinkle some uh, dried mushroom on them. Make a little uh, little seasoning salt. Um, we the. Uh, I finally tracked down. I, I couldn't remember where you would put the the rules for this, but it, uh, for the Eluri. Uh but it was in the home brewery. Yep. Do you have a, a link? for that
2: it was pinned in the general oh
1: okay and i probably couldn't find it because i forgot to look for home brewery and i was looking for a lorry
2: Those are our full house rules. You'll find it under the uh, adventuring option,
1: here we are right okay so i need to brew some tea
2: yep so can i get a uh, wisdom check with your proficiency bonus All right, your tea is brewed. Success on a
1: two. Yeah. All right, and then uh,
2: then I need you to make, make a-,
1: a con save.
2: All right. You successfully consume the olore root. It is um, bitter but palatable. Unfortunately, Mm. your magical effects do not appear on this consumption. All right. Like to attempt to brew and consume some more allure. You've got many days worth of time to just drink a bunch of tea and hang out, really.
3: We have like a ton, right? Didn't we steal like thousands and thousands? So much.
6: Worth?
1: No, not thousands. It was 20.
0: I thought it was like 7,000 gold worth of allure. Yeah.
3: Lori. Like it, it was, was like, a lot. A lot.
0: Like, we had to have a discussion about whether we were going to sell it or keep it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what uh, Root goes for, uh, but I only have 17 doses.
2: It's, I think, 100 gold pieces per dose.
3: Yeah, that's yeah, why we easy. were like, hey, should we sell this? And we decided, no, we like Javid, we'll let him smoke it
1: tea it's a tea yeah okay. made, made drink it
3: <laughs> drink it
1: yes
0: drink oh. it snort it inject it between your toes
1: he's ah. totally not
3: a drug addict <laughs> absolutely not
1: all right I, I will try uh again to see whether Alright. So that's eight. a 18 is a success.
2: The success mm-hmm. is a wide range.
1: It is, isn't it? Oof. And then fail. I am. Poisoned. Poisoned. Feeling sick. So I'm going to sit there and. Uh, vomiting into a bucket for uh, let's see yeah
2: roll a d4 eh, just one hour
6: thinking oh, sorry, about
2: it you. Um, you would take 1d8 poison damage no, the next time you take a nap it'll go away This is kind of why a lorry roots a lot better when you know when you got some downtime. You know, don't smoke a root right before you go into the boss's chamber; otherwise, you'll be poisoned and you're taking some damage, and just be like stumbling through the encounter.
1: Yeah, definitely not. But uh, yeah, the the uh, the visions are are uh, terrific.
6: If but you can get them.
1: Like a, uh, Nightmares. No, this is the the um, uh, the psychedelic effects. Uh, well, you're always
3: chase, chasing that magic dragon, right? You can never catch it, but you're always chasing it.
1: Yes, except when I'm I'm poisoned. The dragon's chasing me. Yeah, one of you
2: gets back to the uh, the house, and, and Javid is like uh, behind a table, like waving it into the like empty air. Screaming
6: out
1: there trying
6: to get me. Yeah. It's coming for me,
1: yeah, we will uh try that. Uh
2: try again another day.
1: Another day.
2: Alright, another Uh, success.
1: That's... a success, and let's see... This would be a lot better if I were more constitutionally... enhanced.
2: Whoa, look at that!
1: There we go, that's the one we were looking for.
2: Alright, who are you attempting to scry on?
1: I am scrying on... Commander Arius Soulforger. I want to see what he sees, where he is, what he's up to.
2: Alright. Um, what's your Spell Save DC?
1: Spell Save DC is um, 14. Alright,
2: well world pretty bad. So... This step, after you finish drinking your tea, the visions coalesce, and you find yourself standing in a corner of a large, dark tent. Soul Forger leans over a small table with a number of wooden pieces arranged in a strange pattern. After a moment of silence, an armored fire genasi and a black dragonborn push aside the entrance and enter the tent. Soul Forger... What updates do you have of bringing the last of our forces through these dreadful tunnels? The Fire Genasi. The final pieces should arrive and be assembled just in time with the current timetables. The bulk of our forces are in place and ready to begin the attack whenever you command. Soulforger then slides some of the wooden blocks across the table. The Black Dragonborn. Sir, we regret to inform you that Niklath Kalar and Lorvikand have departed from the caves and will not be fighting in the battle. They apparently discovered Deirdemian buried under a mountain of rubble. The soldiers assigned to them claimed that they said they would return to the surface and await for us to open the gate, or for Zil Gamefire to melt through. Soulforger kind of shakes his head. I expect such cowardice from Niklathkillar. He is as stupid as he is large. Lurvikon should know better. I will speak to the Tribune about this when I return to Austrinium after this campaign this matters little in the grand scheme of things the Wildflyer legion should have no trouble taking the city, the dwarves have never had a reason to expect or prepare for a siege from below, report back when the final preparations are complete the two lieutenants kind of bow their heads and then depart from the tent soul forger stands for a minute and then your vision begins back into the other random shapes and colors that you see in your normal, uh, array of dreams.
1: All right. Um, so, as soon as I've recovered my senses from that, I'll, uh, report to, um, Richter Right, right, sure. Uh, what well, I've learned that, uh, about the, the wildfire legion that they're, uh, ready to attack and the, uh, uh, car and Lurvikan, uh, take it up our uh, dragons as they were mourning the loss of their uh of uh, the one we killed and, and do it do i recall that that they uh left and were heading to the surface
3: they're waiting for the gate to open
1: waiting for the gate to open so relaying that um
2: Lord Richterite right, uh, you have uh, learned that the um, enemy is, uh, is not bringing dragons to this battle
1: it would appear that the dragons have uh, abandoned the uh, lower uh Realms and have uh, are, are returning to the surface, where the attack on the the gate, uh, I, I assume, is is ongoing.
2: It is indeed. They have yet to depart. The red dragon above attempts to melt it with its flame every day.
1: So. Yes, um. We'll be looking for reinforcements on that end. A reinforcement of the red dragon, that is.
3: That's the question. Last we heard, like the dragon wasn't making any progress towards the gate, right?
2: Correct. Um, I linked all the relevant names that were dropped in, in that chat. Niklath Kellar and Lorvikon were the two dragons who left. Dirdamian was uh, apparently the uh, black dragon that you guys dropped the rocks on. And Zero Gamefire is the red dragon who is attempting to melt the door.
1: So again, Dordamion is what?
2: Dardamian was the black dragon you guys crushed. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you guys like to do before? something I something new happens?
3: Demitari. I mean, I, I probably said something about you know books and mapping and that kind of thing. So she's probably reading the books, attuning to the gl- glim. What is it? Arcane glamour thing. That kind of stuff. Sure. we probably distribute the healing potions and that kind of stuff
2: um who is getting what potion is important.
3: we have seven healing potions right yeah so that's one to each and then someone gets an extra I would say Demetari she's very squishy
0: I was just about to say that yeah I think that makes the most sense.
2: Um, Who is taking the Wand of Magic Missile? We
0: give it to Briar and she can just rain death from above.
3: Yeah, I like that idea, actually, because she doesn't have a lot of range.
0: Go from a transport helicopter to an attack helicopter. <laughs> yeah cause mine, I'd say mine in Javid's range is perfect and Kong Kitty uh, wouldn't really be able to work a wand too well I'd think
3: I mean, he has magic missiles as a spell yeah it? And you, you're right, Briar only has 30 feet on her javelin so I totally agree, Briar should get it because I have up to 60, and then if I want to pick up a short bro, which I'm not, but if I want to, I could use it. Because I can use simple weapons. Could
0: we affix the wand to her battle axe so she can just, like, point her battle axe?
3: That sounds awesome. Like, it shoots from her battle axe.
2: You could probably lash it to it with some leather cord or something. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna do that if she doesn't, because like that would be perfect. <laughs> just
4: I don't know how practical that would be though. What
3: if I get it stuck in someone's face yeah. and it pops off? Well, I imagine well, it's more, it's not on the actual axe part. It's on like the handle, is what I was yeah. thinking.
1: Oh yeah, on the handle. Think, oh, like, of, think the... of like a,
0: a shotgun with a flashlight.
3: Yeah, kind of. It's my kind of wand. <laughs>
0: if if your axe gets stuck in them, just activate magic missile and just blow them off the axe. Dude, I'm gonna be the <laughs> guy ever my wand is <laughs> <laughs> We ne- now what we need to do is we need to get you to be it a- yeah you can take multiple actions right
3: well she has a the, she can take when she does attack she gets two attacks but if she uses the attack action she still it's it's two attacks
0: oh like, perfect. She can't divide it yeah. Well, if she kills somebody, then she can hit somebody with magic missile with the wand that's on I her. I don't neck.
3: think it works like that. The way the way the attack action works, like if you do attack, you get two attacks, but using the wand I think is like a separate action. So I don't think it quite works like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, the
2: wand of magic missiles is separate from making an attack. Like when you make an attack with the axe, you can't. And make an attack with the quarter-inch missiles. I'll bet. In fact, I'm pretty sure that it very, very deliberately specifies. Uh... Yeah. You can make multiple melee attacks with your attack action. Ah.
3: Yeah. So. No no. Well,
2: I mean we've seen
0: that you can use melee attacks with wands and Harry Potter.
3: That doesn't work for it for this situation though.
2: Yeah, I mean if you're gonna make a melee attack, might as well hit him with the axe, you know, it kinda seems <laughs> yeah. a waste of time to hit him with the wand. Alright. Cramp. Oh, I cramped. Um, Let me drop your little token. Javid is probably up in the Fortune Hunter's office on the third
3: level. He's too good to stay with us in Refugee Town.
0: Yeah. He's got his own little, like, opium den. Basically. Hidden away.
1: I found a a, uh, storeroom nobody was using, and I've set up camp there.
0: There you go. (laughs)
2: Numerous soldiers have arrived outside of the city. Um, Anyone who wants to go take a look outside the walls, you're welcome to make a perception check. Javid's too high up and probably still a little bit high from all of his the attempts t- to t- just drink mind-altering substances. Um, but the rest of you can see when you look out into the caves beyond, um, that was before, um, you know, dark, uh, this kind of like dark abyss beyond the edge of the city there is now this like twinkling of orange torchlight of thousands of little torches dotting the tunnels and and now beginning to kind of encroach on the flat land that uh, approaches the seventh level of Toravir of Your Deep. Uh, What you guys can see kind of nestled amongst the little torchlight is um, larger things. You can see um, catapults, a trebuchet, Uh, Huge ballista with like piles of chains next to them Uh, Walking amongst them you can see little ants of of soldiers in formation uh, moving things from tent to tent Uh, You spot a few Giants walking amongst them Uh, Snow you spot um, Tussling in one of the uh, Caves Beyond the uh, bulk of the forces, you spy a pair of fairly small-looking dragons that are engaged in some roughhousing with each other.
0: Were we all there when he briefed that the the dragons had bounced Um, out of there? Probably not,
2: but you guys are probably having enough time to meet back up, and he's informed you guys that he was actually finally able to scry on um, Soulforger for once.
3: I mean, it was, like, the third day, so he had, like, four days to tell us.
2: He most likely has informed you guys.
6: Oh,
0: yeah. Noticing that, I'm going to... Seeing that they haven't noticed it, and gesture, point them out, and it would seem that not all of the dragons have left.
1: No, but the, uh...
3: Those are the smaller ones, right? Yeah,
1: those those are, are, uh younger ones apparently and and the uh scary adult ones are uh on the other side of the gate now and uh i will come down and and, uh join the others i want to look for a uh Sniper's Nest, a, uh, a nook where I can be in, in uh, darkness and unseen and have a, a view of the uh, Rubble Stream plane. See if I can uh, take shots from there and maybe uh, uh, do some damage
2: Sure. Um, uh, go ahead and give me a uh stealth check. And, uh...
1: Would that be uh, with advanced since I'm looking for uh, darkness where I would be unseen? by anybody. Uh, yeah, you're on. looking
2: for, you know, a good spot with a good vantage point that you can't be seen and you are still in the darkness. You know, you can shoot people from hundreds of feet up.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, you're able to find uh, a spot that works for that. Else, the rest of you guys are doing.
3: Um. Well, if I've spotted it right, I think it, it would inform. Um. Because I'd want to find out a what the the fortune hunters like. What are they doing for the Dwarven army, and like, where we're best useful. Like, should we be kind of when they come through at the gate?
0: Well, I think definitely Javid and I should be back sniping.
3: I mean, yeah, I, I guess I could go down because, like, I I don't have a lot of range, so I can I can go down to the where the gate, the camp where they were gonna come in at. So I'd be like down another level, I think.
0: Demitari probably uh set up around with us. Um, so Demitari
2: and Onox are gonna go do their own thing during this battle. Uh, they are taking care of themselves. Wow.
3: Can they be at least doing something else? Like some other battle they're part of? Like
2: they're you- they're participating, but, you know, you guys don't know where they're going, basically.
0: Inner party romance.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about those two. That would be very weird. <laughs>
0: I don't know, she's really into dead things and he's got a big old skull. (laughs) Very much alive though.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Besides, she is very clearly taken with a certain Azrael, so. Hmm. She being partially dead now.
0: Maybe that's the hope. Maybe she's hoping Onyx will die so she can bring him back, like a Frankenstein kind of thing.
5: All right, I th- this probably be a good spot. For us to pause.
2: So, I will see you guys in maybe about 10 minutes while we progress on to the next. Yeah, I don't have a. I probably
0: have about another hour. So. Well, we'll see how long this takes.
2: All right. See you guys in about ten. Okay.
0: and uh okay stop um, right
3: there he deserves it
0: (laughs) yeah well i'm a a big packers fan and uh i have a packers blanket which is covering his bed right now that he's gonna be sleeping on
3: i did the same for my mother-in-law so she's a huge dallas cowboy fan and so uh when um the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. I put, she came and visited us. This is back way back when we were in, in Connecticut. I put, mm-hmm. I put that on her bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: hilarious.
4: Yeah. When uh, Chris's grandma was here, I, I had Silas dressed up in his Gators outfit and they're like hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, hmm, I don't even care about sports. <laughs> so that was hilarious. But uh, I actually have like a little, little decorative penis pillow, but they didn't realize
3: this penis was on it until this time when they came to visit. They were like, seriously. Oh, <laughs> my, you didn't hide that?
0: No,
4: never. I always put it on their bed. I'll have to show you. Let me see. <laughs> we had to hide ours because we
0: have little, uh, like stuffed penises. Let me show you
4: this one. It's beautiful.
2: Here. Alright. Welcome back, everyone. You just a little dick.
3: Oh my god! Seriously? <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: Wait, let me see. This oh. <laughs> is the cutest little joke I've ever seen in my life.
1: <laughs> What's up, butt? Come on.
0: It's clearly thundering outside. He barks and chases cars down the fence, but he's scared by thunder. It's okay, bud. So, the
3: invasion.
2: All dicks aside. You suddenly note, as your party has been getting ready, there is a sudden change in the tone of this... A heavy, echoing drumbeat from outside the walls. As you peer...
3: seriously?
2: As you peer over the edge, you note the torches draw closer.
0: That's the best Uh, pillow I've
2: ever seen. Can I get each one of you to roll me a d4?
3: second one is going to be for Briar. I, I can roll it, but it's going to show Azrael. Uh. So, Azrael has a two, Briar has a three. Okay.
2: Those, that is your heroic action pool. Uh, I will go ahead and describe now the types of heroic actions. So there are four heroic actions that you can take. You can fight, move, cast, or other. And other is kind of left up to you guys. You know, that's, um, that's, that's the one that I think has the most utility to it. So if you want to bar a door, that's other. Uh, block a passageway, that's other. Fighting is straightforward. Um, I will narrate where the enemies are going and what types of enemies you see on the battlefield and you say I would like to fight these enemies um, so you just tell me where on the battlefield you're going via the move action and then you can fight an enemy there um, cast is uh, is via the is, is kind of any like buffing spells or control spells that you guys want to use on the battlefield uh, which I guess really doesn't apply to this group because none of you are really spellcasters. This kind of would have been Demitari's thing. Um, but if you wanted to cast uh, spells, I will say that you could cast two per heroic action. Uh, you still have to track spell slots and that sort of thing. So just so you guys know, over the course of this battle, if, for instance, you guys want to um, use abilities that allow you to do various things, say, for instance, Onox um, wanting to action surge or second wind you can do that really at any time during the fight uh just you do have to mark it down
3: so that includes like my my does that include like my bite or does that count as um, like an attack
2: does your bite have do you have a certain amount of times you can bite yeah three yes so no, you do need to track four, your. Actually. well you, so you well, need to track your bite
3: i can i can track it but you're saying you can do it anytime you want
2: I mean, if you're going to use the attack action and you say you want to bite somebody, then okay. you know, go ahead and tell me. So this is more um, freeform narrative um, than a traditional combat, because this, this is you know, us roleplaying multiple hours and days of fighting against dozens and dozens and hundreds of enemies as you guys fight your way defending the city. Um, so you guys can also take short rests over the course of this fight. Um, if you guys get beat up too much in the course of things. Um, you can take short rest and re- recharge. Uh, so it's kind of up to you guys, and I'll just be narrating what happened.
3: Do we roll initiative?
2: You don't roll initiative. You guys just kind of tell me what you want to do when things occur, where you want to go. Um, so those are your heroic actions, is you can do as many things as you have heroic actions, and then once um, everyone runs out, we'll roll again.
0: Oh, got it. So the d4 is how many actions we can take? Yep. Now, so like, say I roll a four, I get attack four times? Yep. Okay,
2: got it. But uh, when it's attack, it's just not, it's not just four individual attacks. It's like, there's a group of enemies, and you attack that group of enemies. and So it's just you fighting a group. Right, okay. Yeah, I just
4: wanted
2: to. Quite understand. I think once we get into it, you guys will figure it out. I have faith in you. Good
5: luck, everybody.
3: <laughs> I was just thinking we could roll initiative so we could talk in which order we do the stuff. So that we don't have everyone talking over each other.
2: Sure, if you guys want to roll for initiative. I think if that's how you guys want to do it, I mean, you guys are allowed to have a sort of initiative to yourselves, but sure, we can go ahead and do just an actual, like, initiative tracker. Uh, It's
3: up to you guys. I just think it would be easier to track who's Uh, doing what. Agreed.
1: Has a 17. Can't
0: um, hear you. Go. Oh, there we
1: go. Yeah. Stupid headset. Um. It's noted, did uh, you and I coordinate on our sniper's nest? Did we find a spot together? Um, a sort of an envision us uh, looking for a, a vantage point where. Uh, we're unseen, and we can view the the uh, the field and and coordinate our attacks.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely closer though, cause I'm rocking a short bow instead of a long one.
1: You're on the the um, the seventh level.
0: Yeah, cause my short bow is only. Uh...
1: 8320. though. So. Oh. Uh, yeah. Now, can right.
3: you use a long bow or are you restricted to a short bow?
1: I
0: am proficient in crossbows, hand long swords, rapier, short sword, simple weapons. All right.
1: All right. Yeah. I thought we'd try to um, coordinate fire, but I think uh, Javid's going to take a, a, a higher vantage point to be able to get a, a broader field of view.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, Javid, does your roll for initiative? I see that uh, you have a 16, but it doesn't look.
1: 16, I don't know what 16 refers to.
3: I don't see Javid.
6: You got a 28. Who am I after?
2: Um, so our initiative is going to be Javid, Briar, Azrael, and Snow.
4: Oh, nice. Okay.
2: All right. Everyone's taking a long rest.
4: But
1: it was legendary after a week of a <laughs> I, I think right. I might have some uh, residual enhancement to uh, uh, sure, I'll, give you... little I'll, I'll say
2: I'll say you you consumed enough drugs that you still have what I think it's the advantage to uh, let's see
0: He's just coming down and he's really pissed off about it, so he's gonna take his anger out on the soldiers.
3: I can just imagine like a stoner who literally spent all week getting high and then all of a sudden he's gonna <laughs> shoot his bow. <laughs> yeah. Like he's upset his high is interrupted.
0: Just leaning back against the wall, just swinging mm-hmm. out a little melody on his bowstring. <laughs> Yeah.
1: Advan- advantage on wisdom.
2: Um, Is that saves or checks?
1: Both.
2: Alright. Just make sure we keep track of that. Horns echo on the outside of the walls. And those of you in the city, you suddenly see some of the dwarves blow their own horns. Echoing... Through the stone hall, great swarms of soldiers that you can see, Javid begin marching towards the city. There's a great hail of, of arrows raining down on them from the battlements on the lowest levels. Another hail of arrows flies back towards the city. The soldiers arrive at the gates, and you guys. Those of you who are down at the gate, I think that's Azriel and Briar. I'm assuming you guys are at the. One of the center gates.
3: Yeah, is there like, like kind of. What is that? The thing on top of the gates that you can walk along of?
2: Uh, Battlemen? Was... Ramparts?
3: Yeah, that's it. yeah. I want to be on that.
2: Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception. Uh, those of you who are watching. All right. You can see that the soldiers in front of you shields high above them blocking this like rain of arrows Scattering around them. Um, Azriel and Javid specifically, you know, they appear to be moving um, Relatively short ladders into position Javid you spot kind of near the back near the soldiers that are currently in reserve They're moving these like huge probably hundreds of foot-long ladders into position. They're kind of like assembling them next to the ballista. The giants and dragons are waiting in the reserve. Uh, The soldiers currently approaching are just this like hodgepodge of leonin, fire genasi and dragonborn approaching the gate, armor glistening in the torchlight. There's a great shouting, and t- huge ladders kind of begin swinging up towards the battlements. The dwarves are launching these hails of, of shortbows down at them, just to little effect, glancing off their shields. The soldiers begin scaling the ladders towards you, there are hundreds of them approaching One of them about 10 yards away from you leaps onto the battlement followed by a trio of others and they just like launch into this melee with the dwarves who are trying to toss them back over the edge. Javid, you note huge groups of them are piling up near the gate seem to be doing something at it their shields lifted overhead are preventing you from getting a good look at what they're doing three more ladders land on the battlements near you as and another swarm of Soldiers from Astranium leap overhead and begin dueling with the soldiers near them. See, taken. I
0: was
3: gonna
4: say, do you want to
3: do like a legless biz and like kick him down. Oh, I have a plan. I have a plan, but it's not my turn yet.
2: Okay, so this is what I'm. We're, this is why I don't really want to say we're in initiative. Like, this is you guys. Like, if someone says they want to do something right now, you're more than welcome to do it.
3: I want to throw, like, hot, very, very, very hot tar on uh, those who are trying to come up the ladder.
0: All right. Perfect. Set the Um, ladder on fire.
3: Yeah. Well, I'm more, like, thinking, like, you know, that (laughs) crown of, like, hot tar landing on your Mm -hmm. head. Like, it'll burn, like, most armor.
0: All right. I'm
2: going to be popping in shots (laughs) of people who are coming over ladders. All right. So, um. Uh, if Azrael and Snow, as you guys are fighting, can I get you guys to give me a uh, ranged attack rolls? Um, for Snow, it's just a regular roll attack. Of- my throwing knife?
3: That's the range.
0: I mean, uh, you, want, you, you want, like, would multiple? definitely.
2: Azrael, I don't think you would have proficiency with this. you want
0: multiple right, rolls, or?
3: Do you want me to just roll a d20 then?
2: Uh, I mean, you still add your wisdom mod. It's just a, a wisdom, okay. know, like, Here, or just sorry, re- dex, be a dex.
3: I'll roll a d20 and just add my dex, because my dex is plus five. That's
5: 18. All right.
2: All right. Azrael, you leap into position near a melee, lifting up one of the huge barrels of, like, boiling oil, and dump it down the ladder. It just, like, rolls down each one of them. They let out this, like, harsh scream and collapse. The ladder is just, like, covered in this thick black oil. None of the soldiers dare climb. Snow, you're just, like launching your little shortbow shots up at the wall and it's like you'll see like a soldier from austrinium is like leaning in with his long sword and your arrow just like catches him under like in the soft spot of the armpit and just like pierces right through and he tumbles off the side just nailing them one after another
3: Uh, Also, so I know I have two actions, so this will be my last heroic action. I want to bite in very clear view, like almost an intimidation more than like an eating. Like bite one of the Australian shoulders is up on top. Just show my fangs coming out and then his life energy leaving him.
2: Okay. Go ahead and give me an attack. And I'll, I'll say an intimidation.
0: Has any of us at this point seen her... Like, no. do No, this. I've actually hidden it before.
3: <laughs> I mean, Dematari has some feelings about it, but I've never openly done it. All right. Next to you, right? <sighs> well, I think you're next to me. No one else is really next to me other than Briar. Yeah.
2: Um, all right, so. Uh, hold on. So, um, you guys are kind of in the thick of the fight, Asriel. Um, Snow, not so much. It's not quite as risky because you're like down off the wall, um, uh, like kind of like sharp, like, like pick, picking them off as they come across. So they don't really see you. You're kind of amongst another group of dwarves as well. There's just a whole bunch of archers down there. Uh, most of them are just kind of like indiscriminately firing over the wall into like the huge piles of soldiers on the other side. Um, but Asriel, you were definitely in the thick of it. so the soldiers are fighting back against Alright. My AC is 20. I probably would have
3: Actually, no, I can't use that as an action because I already used my two actions, so I can't use patient defense. So, my AC is 20.
0: Yeah.
2: Jesus. Do you hear when I make a bunch of rolls?
3: Yes. Yeah, yes we do. It's, it's
2: terrifying.
3: <laughs> it allows the scariness because I can't actually see what the rolls are, but I can see mm-hmm. you rolling, or hear you, you rolling. Here you
2: already said your AC is 20.
3: Yeah, it's 20.
2: Alright, so over the course of this first round of fighting, from the first one, because I forgot to roll for it, um, you would have taken 17 slashing damage. As you're kind of battling your way through the enemy, um, I see as having taken, but I don't think that is correct.
3: Oh, so she was at? She would have taken her long rest, um, but I can't do that uh, for her because um, for I only have like partial control. Nope, I fixed her it. Seat. Okay.
2: Um.
3: But during. I'm done. I've taken all my actions, so I'm out of the
2: During the melee, you attempt to grab one of the soldiers and drain him of his life force, uh, but some of the soldiers like force you back and are able to pull their comrade away from you and create this like wall of shields blocking you off. You bared your fangs at them. Um, they are... They're not uh, totally concerned by it. You know, they're in the, the heat of a battle, uh, but they definitely are wary of you. You definitely stand out relatively... To the rest of the throngs of dwarven soldiers all
1: right um uh, so uh i would like to spot a um the highest ranking um humanoid
2: uh you say humanoid
1: humanoid uh, i'm looking for somebody uh you know, not a, a giant or a dragon or uh, something like that, but uh, you know, some somebody I can do uh, damage to, maybe even take them out of the fight, uh, preferably within 90 feet. If I'm too high and I can't cast Hunter's Mark on anybody, yeah,
2: you're pretty high up, I think.
1: I'll I'll just look, uh, you know, and if it's just a uh, like a. Especially looking at, at the uh, squad that's that's at the gate doing whatever it is they're doing to try to do whatever it is they're doing to the gate, uh, looking for, you know, if if um, not even a um, an officer but like an NCO uh, directing things. I want to disrupt their uh, chain of command, and and. and uh, Snipe, uh, a, an officer, try to right. knock them, knock out their, uh...
2: So, as you're kind of scanning the battlefield, you can see, kind of, towards the rear, in the, uh, forces in reserve, it appears to be being led by fire giants. There's ones in this huge, like, ornately crafted plate armor that are pointing and directing the soldiers, and they can march out from underneath, um... But below you, you can spot, there's like one individual who's directing things at the gate. None of the dwarves have taken care of him yet. Can I get you to give me an attack roll? Uh,
1: Let's go ahead and do... See what that looks like.
2: All right. You just, like, <laughs> launch this arrow. It flies down and just, like, catches him in, in his, like, shoulder blades, sinking all the way down to the feathers. He just, like, collapses in front of you. You launch another arrow down into the group. One of the engineers falls dead. The soldiers around them kind of scurry apart. Um, what you can see is that they appear to be placing items at the base of the gate very similar to what you saw the dwarves placing prior to their demolitions.
1: All right. So, uh, I would look for uh, something like a a lead engineer, somebody who looks like they are uh, waiting for the charges to be placed before taking action. Maybe somebody who's directing the placement of the charges and tried to Stop them.
2: All right. Uh, you, you would be able to, like, send this, you know, pretty consistent hail of arrows down towards the gate that you're guarding, just, like, totally disrupting them. Your arrows fly through gaps in shields and just, like, drop dudes. Their forces are kind of, like, being driven away from this gate. Uh, you can tell that they're... Uh, They're definitely very hesitant to attack this portion of the wall that seems to be driving them back. Uh, Ezreal, Briar, and Snow, you two note behind you a group of dwarves begin fleeing away from your section towards a different portion of the wall. There's yelling and shouting from that direction.
4: I'm going to zip over and check it out.
2: All right. Um... So that would be a move action. Briar, as you kind of like follow these dwarves in the direction of the commotion, you come to a small square. There's a small handful of dwarves already there engaged in combat with a number of enemies. Uh, You hear one of the dwarves behind you shout, They're trying to burn out the barracks! Stop them! And a group of the dwarves kind of like shuffle off in the direction you can see like 10, 15 soldiers from Austrinium have somehow gotten inside. They've cleared the defenses and like torches in tow, they're headed towards a barrack. To your right, you note there is a, a large building that you recognize, you've walked past it before. Inside are a large number of refugees, and you watch as about four or five soldiers from Austronium, swords drawn, step towards the door, and are prepared to enter.
4: Oh, nope, we're stopping that. So, um... So I've already used a move action, yeah? Does it count as one of the four?
2: Uh, You
3: have three total, so you have two more. Okay.
4: Okay. So, um... Gonna rage. Am I allowed to rage
3: in this or?
2: Absolutely.
4: Okay, so I'm gonna rage. Oh,
3: here, let me let roll your rage thingy.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's see what happens. Let's see what we get.
3: Hey, I paid my Whenever a creature attacks, or whenever a creature hits you with an attack roll, um, that creature takes one D six force damage.
4: Oh, awesome! Does it like fling them away, or nah? no? No, it no just movement. it just like
2: blasts them. Um, can I get an attack roll from you?
3: Are you doing two handed or one one handed? Two handed. Okay. Maybe uh. I can't read this right.
2: All right. Flying into a rage, you just zip right into this um, group of soldiers. As just as they've stepped inside the uh, great hall containing a large number of refugees, your battle axe like glistens and just swings into them. They're like deflecting it. You're glancing off of their armor in a raid. Some of them are attacking you, and this blast of energy like knocks them back. Uh, with twirling and, and dashing. Uh, you eventually finish off the group of enemies inside of this building. Um, however, you would provoke some attack. Uh, not, a- not many, actually. Yes.
4: <laughs> and your AC is
2: 16. Alright. The soldiers attempt to like strike you down but as you're just like zipping around in this room at them, none of their blows land and eventually all of the opposing soldiers lie dead. Nice. I'm
4: gonna reassure everybody in the building and bar it better.
2: Alright. The door shuts behind you and you hear a clang as the door is locked in place. As you step outside looking back in the direction of the barracks, you see great Gouts of flame flying out of each of the windows of the building. A soldier kind of like crawls out of the flame as a, an enemy soldier just drives his blade into him, twists it, and finishes him off.
3: She she have one more action because is the rage an action in and of itself? Um,
2: also, you can rage you know for a while. It would just make sense. You're in the in a battle. You know you're just flying from enemy to enemies. It makes sense. You could keep up your rage for quite a.
3: So you have one more action. You can do something. I'm going to
4: zip over there and kill that guy and see if there's anything that can be done, if there's anybody that can be rescued or pulled out of the fire or anything.
2: All right. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. All right.
3: It was good. It was really good.
2: Yeah, you roll a 26.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: You fly across the square, just, like, cleave down the soldier you'd seen finish <laughs> off the dwarf. You kind of twist and, like, zip around this square, finishing off any other soldiers that enter it, and just, like, you're just splitting them in half as you pretty much fly through them.
6: Um,
2: after a, f- a few moments of... Um, Like, reveling in in the battle, you're just, like, taking deep breaths, and around you there's just these, like, piles of dead enemy soldiers. Uh, A few dwarves remain, but unfortunately not many. It seems they cleaned out the barracks. Is
4: this fire going to spread?
2: Um, probably not very far. (laughs) Okay.
4: My
3: refugees aren't in
2: trouble, though. All right. Uh, does anyone else have any uh, heroic action?
3: David does, right?
1: I I uh, I think I used one. Yeah, you have
3: more uh, yeah. than one, he, though, right?
1: used one. Yeah. Well, I've got two.
3: Yeah, and then I know Snow already used his, right? Or did Snow? You yeah, Snow
1: was Snow, right? Snow
2: oh, yeah, fighting.
3: One. Okay. So yeah, I think it's just David that's left. He has right. his other action. And I
1: would I would look for uh, similar targets. UmO or, or um, uh, lieutenants, that sort of thing that uh, might be uh, directing actions and and uh, 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 you know if somebody's if I can see like a, another uh, assault on one of the gates or, or uh, somebody cranking up a siege engine, uh, I want to see if I can disrupt them.
2: Uh, hold on, let me where we're at in the flow of battle. Um, you do not note any of the enemy's siege weapons being put into effect yet. They appear to still be readying themselves. Um, it's just more swarms of soldiers coming towards the gates
1: uh any um uh, concerted actions like um the uh those at the, the gate earlier or or um, uh you know what I'm what I'm trying to do is is okay. uh, uh, decapitate any um uh any action groups that have got you know I, I'm not gonna uh Just fire into a a crowd but looking for select targets to assassinate
2: you note one of the fire giants plate armor at the ready with this huge like double-sided great hammer slung across the back Like, gives it a toss, catches it and just starts walking towards the battle there's a huge garrison of about 30 or 40 soldiers marching behind her
1: I don't know what I can do uh, with just an arrow, but by golly, let's see what, uh, what we can do. So I will not use a sharpshooter on the, the giant. That seems like that wouldn't be effective. But we're gonna see if we can't uh, slow down that giant.
2: Alright. You just, like, launch an arrow, another arrow, they sail towards the giant, and, like, one of them explodes off of her armor, another one punts a dent in it and flies off. She kind of looks up at you, and then just, like, grabs one of the rocks off the ground, shoulders it, shot puts it, just whips it towards... Now, they're able to...
1: This, this giant can see where the arrow came from?
2: Uh, that is how that works when you shoot. If you're stealth, they can see in general where you attacked from.
3: It, deflect, so it's similar. So I have a, oh. a similar ability called Deflect Missiles where I can catch it and throw it back to where it came from. Well, she's
2: throwing a rock. So mm-hmm. the point, okay. the, the thing I'm referencing is. Uh, let me find it in player. It it's like the under, concept of like, counter-sniping.
0: You can tell, roughly, trajectory of where it came from. If you get shot in the front with an arrow, clearly it's coming that direction. Uh,
3: So even if you can't see the target, you can kind of see the direction it came from, and you can throw it right back. If you are
2: hidden, both unseen and unheard, when you make an attack, you give away your location when the attack hits or misses. So, basically, the giant looks up and sees you just, like, sending this hail arrows. You're a very accurate... um, So she knows you're shooting I'm, at I'm her. Just,
1: I'm just trying to figure out how the, the um, uh, hiding in darkness works with, with that. Um, you, you say that, that that the fire giant can see me, but I think I should be invisible because I'm in darkness?
3: She can still right. see where it came from. even if she Yeah, she knows eat. where
2: you're roughly attacking from, so she's going to try to shoot at you. She doesn't know exactly where you are, but right. she's going to throw a rock at you. A rock the size of...
3: So, if someone throws something at you, like let's say they're hiding in a bush, right? you might not be able to see them, but you know they're behind the bush. Or you know they're in that general area. She's
1: confused she about is, the part about... She, she is attacking you
2: with disadvantage. She knows yeah. where you are, she can't see. She's attacking your general direction. Oh,
1: okay.
0: It just happens to be you, because you're the one that's there. And unfortunately,
2: you do not have a very high AC.
3: It's kind of like, you know, when we attack people in darkness, it's the same thing, right? We're attacking an area and hoping that we hit something.
2: Yeah. Um, With this advantage, she rolls a 17. This, like, huge boulder just, like, explodes across your hiding spot, like, ripping apart the battle... Um, you're like peppered with this like almost shotgun blast of. Uh, you would take. She didn't roll very high on damage. You take sixteen damage.
1: Sixteen, you said.
2: Yep. She arrives at the gate and deploys her forces. Uh, into position. Ezreal, Snow, and Briar. Um, Javid, that was your final legendary action, or your heroic action, correct? Correct. All right. Each of you here, and Azrael, you are pretty much standing above it. There's this great explosion. This gate next to you is shredded. Pieces of, like, metal fly apart, ripping it in half. And then a torrent of soldiers begin flying through the gap. So I need all of you to go ahead and roll another d4. You guys recharge your heroic action. Second one
3: is for Briar, so she has
2: two. Okay. Hmm. (sighs) Alright. Multiple gates. There are multiple explosions around you. You guys count three distinct sounds. The fire giant marches through the gap and disappears from to the. And we still see the fire giant. The, um, the, the,
3: the I'll the say Briar is
2: close enough to fight this fire giant, but the rest okay. of you are kind of a little bit further away. You'd have to move to get there. Um, one thing I'll say about the movement is, um. You know, it's it's a, a little bit based on your speed, um, about how far you could get. Um, but overall, if you just say you want to move, you could go from the bottom to the top of the city in one move action. It just might take you a little bit longer.
3: Well, I mean, all of us have pretty good movement. I mean, I have 45. Briar is 40. I don't know what Snows is, but he's probably not going to want to move anyways. I
0: think it's 35, plus I can
2: double my speed with my cat-like reflexes.
3: Yeah, I think the only one who has slow speed is Demetari, and she's busy doing, you know...
2: Somewhere uh, else in the battle. Yeah.
3: She's fighting something else, so...
2: Javid, you watch as there is a great unspooling. One of the ballistas fires up and hooks on to one of the walls above you and draws taut, and the ladder begins winching up towards the upper levels
1: can can I uh, shoot the uh, leader of the ballista winch ladder team
2: yeah you can attack the ballista team sure
1: none not the team in general, but I, I want to knock off whoever's directing their, and coordinating their action.
2: Well, so the way the so the the way, the, the, so the way the attack action works, you're not attacking a specific target, you're attacking a group. Um, so, how effective you are at that basically determines, you know, how, how effective you are at taking out a group of them. The only difference, obviously, is if you attack the fire I giant, she's... Out a group? Yes, that's you know this is a this is a huge battle. There's hundreds of enemies. If I made you roll attack for every single enemy, this would take days. There's five thousand soldiers you guys are fighting. You know, it's
3: an epic battle.
2: It's an epic battle, Jim. You're attacking epic. lots of people. You're you know you're yeah. sending a hail of arrows towards your enemies. I'm,
1: Go ahead and make an attack roll. I'm a, I'm a sniper. I I select targets.
2: I mean, yeah, you're, like, picking Imagine them off one by one. you're
3: doing this over a period of time. So over an hour, right, you're you're snipering several, and this right. is, like, the average of no, what you're
1: sniping. to disrupt the, uh, the ballista then.
2: All right. So there's a bunch of them. There's probably five or six, but you could definitely, like, start picking off uh, NCOs and officers at the ballistas. all right you send you know arrows towards their defenses you can see them kind of like moving in and out of these uh great wooden walls they've assembled in front of themselves you like strike some of them you can tell that you like wound numbers of the enemy Uh, but the winches still keep coming the ladder lands above you Asriel and Snow, the two of you are engaged in a melee. Asriel, you're still on the wall. The fighting is getting thicker. Uh, Snow, you can see there's huge numbers of soldiers that have gotten in and are now, like, swarming in the lowest level.
3: Got it. Can I? So I want to move and engage the fire giant, because that thing seems like the most, or the biggest issue right now.
2: Sure. Go ahead
3: and I'm gonna.
0: Uh, oh, say again, Go Snow. What was that? Go ahead, Snow. I was gonna say, I'm gonna focus on the groups that are starting to surround Azrael.
2: Alright. Uh, so, Azrael, you've moved, and then, uh, you want to attack the fire giant?
3: Yeah, but I imagine as I'm, like, like, I got out because of Snow, that actually kind of makes some sense, That's like, cool. Snow attacked the people around me, and then I got out and jumped on the giant.
2: Snow, go ahead and give me an attack roll. Um, you can give yourself advantage, because I assume you're not moving. There you go. Um, the fighting is getting a little bit too thick for you, Snow. You're like, you can see Asriel starting to like move across the battlefield and try to get away from this portion of it. Too many dwarves have fallen here. You're like, you can like launch one arrow and you like uh, send one soldier pitching over the other side of the wall down into the throng of soldiers on the other side. Asriel, you're having to, like, shove your way through. Um, But you do eventually arrive at the battlefield where you can see there's this fire giant. She just, like, drops the hammer and, like, crushes a dwarf right in front of her. Another one, she just, like, picks him up by his shoulder and then throws her behind her. And he just goes, like, sailing over the wall.
3: So I'm going to try this intimidation check again because I want to be on top. Like, I want to climb up the giant. So like, I'm clearly visible, right, to everybody. Everybody can see me on the giant, and I want my fang. Like, I want to be super intimidating, and I want my fangs out and just, like, bite and just, like, suck, try to suck the energy out of her. I want to, like, just scare these uh astrinians.
2: All right. Uh Go ahead and give me an attack roll with your bite. Oh, there you go. You, like, leap towards the giant, she, like, slams down next to you, You dodge around her, climb up her back, she, like, attempts to grab you, you're, like, stabbing her with your sigh and, like, climbing up her back pretty much, and you get to the top, you pull her head apart, her, like, flaming hair, and you bite into her throat and just draw the life force out of her. A bunch of the soldiers just, like, watch you kill their lieutenant. And she falls dead in this huge heap in front of uh, This is a pretty I thick part an of.
3: Intimidation, so
2: oh, they're so terrified. They're you can see a huge group of them start, like, fleeing away. Um, you are going to get attacked. This is a pretty heavy part awesome. of the fight.
3: Well, I got a little bit of healing from that bite. Okay. Actually, uh, I would have a few bites because of the way my attacks attack action roll, so can I roll it again just to get that extra healing?
2: Sure. Uh,
3: Does that hit her? The second one?
2: Yeah, that would have hit. Maybe we would have gotten here. AC of 20? Yep. In your battle with the Fire Giant, you would have lost 19 hit points to Slashing damage. Um And fleeing from across the keep through the other fights, uh, I don't know why I didn't really, uh, You would have lost uh, six hit points.
3: Yeah, I'm like bleeding on the giant. Just, just so y'all know you're
2: in a pretty he- heavily battled portion of the battle but you killed one of their prime officers.
4: and I was inside of this this lady so. oh you watched it happen she oh.
2: just like almost between her I don't I like that <laughs>
3: oh, would it just be Briar or would Snow and Javid notice this as well uh,
2: they wouldn't have seen that they're looking at other parts of the battle it would have just been Briar
3: so just Briar sees the full monster of Azrael.
2: Yeah. Like, there's a few dwarves around to witness it, but it's mostly enemy soldiers, and they just, like, hoof it out of there. Um,
3: we're having
4: to talk about that later. Yeah, I'm
3: like, how does Briar feel about that? Briar probably doesn't know that Azrael's kind of like a vampire. I'm just looking on in horror, like, what the
6: fuck?
2: All right. Uh, does anyone have any more heroes? Briar
3: has two. Briar has two. And then okay, I Breyer think JV uses, no. right? So it's just no. Briar. He has two more.
2: Alright, Briar, what would you like to do? Soldiers are swarming. In. Although not really anymore near you. They are mostly retreating, actually, where you are.
4: Yeah, because of that uh, hurt someone. Um, I would like to try to. Okay, so they're retreating where I am, yeah? Yep. Um, could we take advantage of this and attempt to blockade a little bit?
2: Um. Sure.
4: Okay, so I'm going to try to lead a force to draw, uh, push it back a little bit further and start blockading.
2: Can you give me a um, persuasion check with advantage?
4: Um, I, I think
2: she, she is gone. <laughs> oh, I'll roll for you. It's fine.
0: Okay, thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm gonna have to bounce. I've Gotta get some stuff done before they show up.
1: All right. Have fun.
2: Oh, I won't. All right. Um, I rolled with advantage for you, and you got a six and an eight.
4: Well, damn. All right.
2: But you're able to maneuver some of the dwarves into position around you. They like they form a, a small uh, number of uh, groups here. Uh, in defensive positions on this side of the wall, but none of them are willing to push forward back towards the wall.
4: That's fine. Day of bunch of pussies. I'll do it.
2: Alright. I'm just
4: gonna yell at them to, Blockade! 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 Blockade!
0: So, Snow's gonna be running and gunning, essentially. Is what I would be planning on doing.
2: Okay. See ya. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'll probably stop after this because this is a lot fewer people than I wanted to participate in this battle.
3: So, quick question. Trey and Reagan said they're going to be gone next week as well, right? Yep. And, Chris, you're available, though, right?
0: Yeah, I should be, yeah. Okay. It's like my one guaranteed day off now, so... Say hi to the in-laws. Oh, i will I gotta go start getting dinner ready for when i get here
2: um so. all right briar you're gonna move and then you're probably gonna attack at the gates yeah all right can i get uh can i get an attack roll from
4: Sorry, could you attack roll for
2: me and also meeting myself? All right. You leap into the battle, uh, heading towards the uh, like, following the enemy soldiers as they fall back. They're like, they're only haphazardly attacking. You. Uh. Uh. You would get hit for 12 slashing damage. As, like, one of them cuts into you, I think that'd only be six, because I'll say you're still raging, it's fine.
3: Probably would have maintained it. I mean, she's pretty upset. They're attacking the city.
2: And, you know, there's just a huge melee going on everywhere. Um.
3: Yeah,
2: so they take the force damage, too. They
3: would. Yeah. Uh, you- it's 1d6, so I'll roll it real fast.
2: All right. Yeah. You're, you're able to drive them out as they, they fall back, and you're kind of, like, standing there in the breach, holding your own.
3: Just imagine this tiny little bug against like all of the like huge like genasi and humans and dragons it's kind of kind of cool oh yeah. yeah
4: that's how come they didn't want to follow me too Damn.
2: <laughs> all right and I think just because there's only the three of us this is where we will stop for the week so I hope you guys enjoyed the first portion of this battle
3: really cool. Thank you, Leo. I...
1: It's dynamic. Oh. It works.
3: I appreciate the epic battle. Yeah. By the way, if you're ever in Washington, and try Rainy Days. It's a pretty good little brewery, by the way. Perfect. I don't know, Emily, if you guys ever went to it or not. Uh, I didn't get
4: a chance to do any kind of drinking while I was there. I had a little infant most of the time, so... Alright. I'll see you Anyways. guys
2: next week.
3: Yeah. Thank you, Liam. Right. This is super fun. Thank that was all awesome. fun.